Hey, this is Russ Long of Long Capture and Contract Management. Today we're going to talk about compelling proposal writing. So over the last few weeks, we've talked about enhancement programs, commercialization, different ways to get funding once you are in the later phases of the SBIR program. We're going to take a step back and talk about getting your foot in the door in the first place. And the way to do that is through writing good proposals. So we'll cover a couple different techniques that I recommend as you read through the solicitation and build your proposal. So the first thing that I have to bring up, first tip is to actually read the solicitation. Now before you roll your eyes, we're going to talk about some specific pieces of that solicitation that we're going to pull from and build off of. But it's evident to me when working with you know a wide variety of different clients, a lot of times they have not totally read through the solicitation. So first thing I always do is print it out, take a highlighter, and I try to read through it twice before I ever start crafting that response. So as you're reading through the solicitation, here's what you're going to be looking for. What is the tone? What are they trying to get at? And their specific language that they use when they build their solicitation. So for example, uh, let's do an easy comparison of the National Science Foundation, NSF, and their CIBR uh, solicitation, as well as the Department of Defense and their solicitation. So when you're reading through the NSF, they're going to use specific language like societal impact, societal benefit, intellectual merit. Those are some of the different words that they use to talk about you know, what they're trying to get at. So you want to make sure when you're responding, you're talking to how this benefits society, what's the larger impact, and how you might be disrupting uh, different industries, and what's the intellectual merit of your idea. Versus the Department of Defense has some very specific topics and problems they're trying to answer, and they're looking for soundness and technical merit are some of the words that they use. So you don't want to parrot back this language. You don't want to parrot back sorry, the solicitation word for word, but you do want to use that language. You want to speak the same language as your customer and make sure you're emphasizing the right pieces. So another piece of the solicitation is they're going to tell you what sections they want you to write. They'll often highlight section by section header and include some information of what to include in that section. So start using that to build your template or your draft that you're going to work off of. And what you have to do from there is go and take a look at the evaluation criteria. So that language I was talking about, that comes oftentimes from that evaluation criteria. So there's two things you have to understand. The first is that there's the instructions of how they want you to write it, what sections they want you to include, and the second piece is how they're actually going to evaluate and select a contract winner. So that evaluation criteria, how they select a winner, doesn't always match up with those sections. So as you build your sections that the solicitation requires, go over to the evaluation criteria and start plugging it in to those different sections where you think it'll fit and make sure you talk to it. Um, so next tip, and I, if you watch my other videos, I always go back to this because I've seen it, uh, mistakes done here over and over again. So you got to write a strong opening. Too often, companies just jump in to their specific technology, this very specific technical details of what they're doing without ever addressing the big picture. You have to start with why, as Simon Sinek would say. Start with why it matters. Are you 
for the Department of Defense, for example, are you going to save warfighter lives? Are you going to sa- uh, save tens of thousands of man hours? Are you going to save millions of dollars? What is the major problem that you're trying to address? Then you want to move into the specific details of how you're going to accomplish that. Again, I see it all the time. So try and take that step back. Have someone who's not that familiar with the technical details review your proposal and make sure they get excited about the problem that you're trying to solve. Uh, Finally, let's talk about compliance. So the reason compliance is important is if you don't include all the right sections, all the right information in your proposal, they may not even review it. They may throw it out. So two quick tips of something to start building your compliance checklist and ways to make sure that you hit all the sections is to uh, do a search. So I do control F, find the words must and find the word shall and go through the proposal and start taking a look at what it's requiring. So the contractor must turn in this. The contractor must address this. The contractor must have certain certifications. So both must and shall are telling that contractor, telling you what you have to include in your proposal, what you have to address. So that'll get you about a 90% solution. Again, going through and reading that solicitation will make sure you're covering all the different pieces. So again, I'm Russ Long. Thanks very much for watching. And a big thank you to New Mexico Fast for the opportunity to uh, get on and share some ideas, share some training. If you would, if you haven't already, check out their website, check out their YouTube channel. They have a lot of other folks come on and talk about the SBIR program and a lot of free resources out there for small businesses. Thanks again.